Hi, welcome to the Happiness Hive podcast. I'm Catherine Bowyer and I am completely fascinated by people and what motivates them. I've spent the past three and a half decades specialising in mindset and human behaviour and I've helped thousands of people to create happy and amazing lives. And now I am super excited to be chatting with women from around the world who I have secret and to be honest, not so secret crushes on. They're women who inspire me. I'm intrigued as to how they do life and what makes them tick. I want to find out their magic formula that makes them who they are. And at the end of the episode, I'd love for you to say, I'd like a little bit of what she's having. The conversations are real and raw. They're full of passion, inspiration and lots of fun. And nothing is off limits. So grab yourself a cuppa or pop on your trackie and go for a walk and join us for today's chat. There may just be that pearl of wisdom you need to hear. So let's shimmy on over and get started. Welcome to today's episode. Your guest is me. I'm doing a solo episode and I've been, a number of people have asked me to do more solo episodes and I will do that. This one, I'm not exactly sure where it's going to go. I'm feeling very drawn to talk to you about some things that have been going on in my life in real time and just how I've been kind of navigating and what I've been doing around it to be able to help others who might be going through something similar. And I know there are women that will relate to this because when I'm coaching clients, a lot of them are sort of sharing very similar experiences. So so I'm not exactly sure. I feel much more comfortable when I'm chatting with others because we can kind of bounce off each other. I'll be bouncing off myself <laughs> or off the walls, maybe. Hopefully you're not as we go through this. But picture this. Have you, have you ever felt just really overwhelmed with life and that it just feels wobbly? You know, when you tend to be having a lot of thoughts, a lot of worries, that overthinking, the busyness of your mind. Have you ever experienced that feeling when anxiety starts to creep in and that it takes a toll on you? And it's kind of this low level anxiety. Not any one thing has particularly triggered it, but probably a whole lot of little things that are adding up that you just have this undercurrent of feeling anxious about things. Does this resonate that you feel exhausted, like just exhausted and you start to either get a niggly little cough or starting to feel just a bit unwell and your body's sending you some signals that you maybe need to slow down and sometimes you pay attention to those signals. <laughs> maybe sometimes you don't. And it's kind of just like not any one thing is, it's not like there's been this big significant event that has gone, oh, yeah, that's why I'm feeling like it. It's just this sort of things are out of sorts. Well, that's been me. <laughs> that has been me the last little while. I can't even put a, a definitive time frame on it, but it's kind of become more acute in the last couple of weeks. So that's been a personal account, kind of all of those things that I've just shared with you, that feeling of overwhelm, the busyness of my mind, just not being able to shut my mind down, this sense of 
worry. And in all honesty, it's been a sense of dread around things. It's been building into that sense of dread. There's been this kind of just anxiousness and exhaustion. Oh, my God, just exhaustion. And it's almost felt like there's been this intricate game of Jenga tower that's my Jenga tower. If I pull one of those rods out a little bit too quickly or not at the right angle, the whole Jenga tower of life could crumble. That's how I've actually felt. And it sort of came to a head, I would say, only a few weeks ago. There was only a few weeks ago. I was starting to, I got this really gammy bloody cold sore on my face that just came up out of seemingly nowhere. And it was really painful. I didn't feel when I get a cold sore, it's normally if I've been sunburnt or if I'm feeling run down. I, I certainly wasn't sunburnt. And I wasn't feeling, even though I've described all those things to you, wasn't feeling particularly run down. But this big gammy cold sore came up and it was weird. It had blisters all down my face that were different. And it was on the, the top part of my lip as well. And I went to the chemist to get some, just some normal medication for, for cold sores. And they said, oh, that looks really, That she actually said to me, she said, oh, that looks weird. She said, I think it could be shingles. You you should go to the doctor because if it's shingles, it's contagious, which I'm not sure shingles is it. I'm not sure. And, and it was kind of like a bit of this saying, oh, you need to get that checked because that's that's not a normal cold sore. And so I went to the um, – I did go to the doctor. I don't normally – that's not my normal go-to, but I did go to the doctor, had it checked out. And, you know, long story short, it wasn't shingles. It was just this really rogue cold sore. And – it was making me sick. I didn't feel sick. It was making me feel sick, if that made sense. So that was sort of start of the, the stuff that I was noticing that things were like, oh, actually, maybe I am more run down than I think I am. And I just like felt exhausted. And what I did was I, it, it felt different to normal kind of just life that, you know, I can, I go through bits where I feel tired, absolutely, I'm busy, and, you know, I can take a step back and I get out of my funk relatively, relatively quickly. You know, you've heard me say this before, I have a, you know, I have my five-minute pity party or my five-hour pity party. It's never a five-day pity party. I generally can get out of things pretty quickly, but this felt different. And I wanted to sort of explore what was going on. And so I turned to the journaling. Journaling really helps me to get insight and clarity and connect with my guides at a level where I can really dive deep. And I just wrote in my journal, I don't feel like myself. I feel flat and exhausted. I feel exhausted. I am exhaustive, exhausted. I felt exhausted before. Why is this different? I've been able to get myself out of it before. It feels harder to do that. And then I went through and I was sort of listing a whole lot of things about where the exhaustion was, you know, over the last couple of, you know, and I would say the, the build up to my dad passing away two years ago, maybe the, 
18 months, the two years leading up to that was really, really stressful for myself and my family. Like it was really stressful. And then when dad did pass away, I was kind of anticipating that there would be some relief around the the stress and there wasn't because there was a whole process of winding up his estate and his house and that also was really stressful so there was another year of that was last um the, the year before last whatever that was 2021 that was also really stressful and I didn't feel like that there was a respite of that anxiousness that I had been feeling. And then things were starting to get good 12 months ago where I was starting to sort of feel some relief around that. And then almost 12 months to the date, kind of, um, we got news that John's mum was not well and that she had cancer and then the subset, the next six months were really, really stressful, like really stressful around her decline. And she lives interstate. So we would get a phone call from the medical staff saying, we don't think she's going to make it for, you know, after the next couple of days. So John would just drop everything. He would get on a flight. He would fly back to Adelaide. And he would be with his mum and then his mum would, and it was beautiful. She would pick up and he would stay there for, you know, a week or a couple of weeks. He would come home and then after a couple of weeks, we'd get another phone call saying, you know, she's, we think this is it. And that was kind of a six to nine month period that that went on. So that was really, really stressful. And then she did pass away. And that's, so that's only been, you know, only a few months ago that she passed away. So that was stressful. There are some things with my work. I'm some of my major, major contracts that I've been, I've had for 10 years had, were coming to an end this year. And I knew that I knew that they were coming to an end and I was kind of okay. Well, I thought I was okay in my mind about it, but now I'm in the month that those contracts end. And it was kind of like, Oh gosh, that's. What am I actually going to do? Because my income is not where it has usually been. And there's, you know, there's a whole succession plan around that. But now that I'm in the middle of it going, oh, actually, this is really happening. So there was that. There was, you know, just other little things kind of going on. And so my, my journal entries, when I, when I go to my journal entries, the next one I said, I'm drained. I'm exhausted. I'm fucked. I'm really, really fucked. And I feel out of balance. And then I just wrote pages of the things that I was feeling. Like I just did a complete offload of how I was feeling. That's what I usually do. And it wasn't until. I was taking Boston. So Boston, oh my God, Boston, there's also stress there. Boston's the new adopted dog that we've had for six or so months. And he's, he's settling in okay, but he's still really anxious around things. So there's kind of this anxiety every time I take him for a walk that he's going to snap or do something with other dogs. So anyway, it was a, a couple of weeks ago and I was taking Bosty for a walk. It's usually, aside from that little bit of stress about if we see another dog, it's usually just a beautiful time, first thing in the morning that we go for a walk. 
he's a really prancy dog. He, he, like he loves to prance and there's a stretch where I can, it's an off leash area so I can take him off the lead and I can see probably about 200 meters in front of me. I can see behind me. It's clear. So if there's anybody else or any other dogs around, I will put him back on the lead because he, he has been a bit snappy with some other dogs. Um, and anyway, this, morning a couple of weeks ago I was walking and got to the end we turn around and normally he comes in front of me but he didn't and I was just oblivious when I turned around oh my god there was a guy there with another dog that Boston had run up to and the other dog was one of the ones that Boston doesn't there's some dogs that he particular breeds that he does not like and of course this dog was one of those breeds and I just went into complete over-the-top crazy woman I, I would say panic looking at it now I would say panic and this poor guy um I don't think he knew what had hit him because the dog had come up and Boston was actually okay I think I was the one that was um I was crazy lady. I'm just like, oh my God, oh my God. I'm like, he'll be okay. He'll be okay. Like, just stand still. It'll be all right. Like, I'll get him. Just, just don't make any sudden moves. Just don't. And this guy's going, it's okay. It's actually, it's okay. Like, just, I've got him. It's all right. And I could feel my heart. You know, that feeling of my heart's about to jump out of my chest. What I'm doing is crazy, crazy, but I couldn't stop myself from doing it. And when I got Boston back on the lead, I felt like I was, I was going to collapse because my, so much adrenaline running through my body. And I got back from the walk and I went, this is not okay. This, I was feeling really fragile and the sort of little niggly bits that were leading up to it over the previous couple of weeks, I just went, you know what? I'm just not feeling okay. So I, my go-to, was and this is kind of what I want to share I was sort of thinking about it and it's a weird thing even as I was going through it it's like I'm going through this I'm experiencing it I'm observing myself experiencing it and I kind of want to capture it in the moment to be able to help other people who might be going through similar things if I can in some way help them to navigate their journeys as well. So it was kind of this multi-layered processing and it was kind, it was good for me because it allowed me to process it in, in a very cool way as well. So I guess my, my go-to is when I'm normally in a bit of a funk, uh, I sit and think about, well, why, what's going on? What's really going on? And so I really went turbocharged journaling <laughs> around this. And really asking that question, what is it that I need to know about what's happening here? What is it that I really need to know? And it was because that those feelings of if I don't do something, I'm really going to, it's not going to end very well. I'll end up getting very sick. So when I was doing my journaling, that's the sort of stuff that came forward for me is that you know, writing out all the stuff that I was going on in my life, it's like, oh, I can see why I'm exhausted. And really what I've done over the years is this isn't just a last couple of weeks, weeks exhaustion. This is, a you know, residual. This is about, uh, you know, after my mum passed away when I was young, 
you know, it took me probably 10 years before I really even did anything about processing that. So that in itself, there was a lot of stored and stuckness from that. I've done a huge amount of work on that over the years, but what the messages were coming forward for me now were, it's been, that's where the Jenga Tower analogy came from my journaling. It's like I have been building this Jenga Tower of life and I have been healing and, um, you know, making huge changes in my life, but a lot of it has been at that surface level and that medium level. And it was what was revealing to me now is there is still a lot of unresolved trauma. And I haven't really resonated with that word trauma until very recently. Now, that might seem like a really obvious things for, for, for people to see when they, to think about when they hear my story. You know, mum passed away the day before my 12th birthday and we had no counselling at all, got on with life and it, it was a traumatic event. But I've never really associated this linking with trauma, unresolved trauma. And so what's come forward for me, and this is not a diagnosed thing by any means, but it's that post-traumatic stress that I'm experiencing. And the Jenga tower is wobbly because things are starting to come to the surface now. It's almost like there's been lots of little things. I've healed a lot of it, but there's been other things building on top of that. I haven't fully healed all of those and they build on top. And then the Jenga tower becomes more, more fragile and more wobbly the higher it gets. So the more birthdays I have, you know, on one hand, I'm feeling in a really great place in life, but there's been this fragility to it. And it's that linking with some of the unresolved trauma. And so the triggers, the the trigger with Bosti and the other dog the other day, it wasn't about what was going on. It was all this stuff that was bubbling, bubbling. And I would say not even bubbling. It was fucking skyrocketing rocketing to the surface. And, you know, maybe for people in their lives, you might not have the trauma or you might, but if all these things are mounting up in life and they might just seem small and insignificant at the time, but they end up snowballing and it's almost like there's just one little thing that is the trigger of it. So that one, and I, I, I know myself, I, I'm, Gratefully, I have a lot of tools at my hand to be able to, to deal with things. And I'm very, very self-aware. This felt really, really different. So journaling, absolutely. And I got some, just from that question, what is it that I need to know about what's going on? And it flowed. I listened and it flowed. And when I, oh, and there's one bit here going, I'm teetering on a breakdown. I have a feeling if I don't do something, I'm going to get really sick. And I felt that in my, I really felt that, that the cold sore, the gammy cold sore was just like this niggly little, like, here's a, do something. And I had this feeling if I don't do something, it's going to turn into, you know, real shitty ickiness. So journaling, absolutely my go-to. Then what I do, my, my go-to for helping me just keep myself in balance is energy healing. So my first order after the journaling was an emergency appointment with my energy healer. 
and they, the beautiful, beautiful, gorgeous Sarah Jensen. If anybody, I know a lot of the listeners know her. If you don't, Sarah Jensen from Flourish Healing is just a rock star healer. So she works some really amazing magic, helping me to release a lot of that rawness that I was feeling and that the things that have been building up. So she helped me to get into a state of out of that like panic state just to be able to get back into a sense of balance and also to be able to help me to create a game plan to keep things afloat going forward. So that was my go-to and I've had a couple of sessions with um with Sarah. Next to get me back on, you know, my life back on track to-do list was a checkup with my medical practitioner because it feared, I thought, if there's something, there could be something even you know, quite sinister going on. So my medical practitioner is a Chinese health practitioner. And so series of acupuncture, massage and traditional Chinese massage and also Chinese herbs. That was about getting me my my energy back in balance. And also if there was any sort of physical things that were happening, very much what what came through was yes I was completely way out of um way out of whack and spleen I do not I don't know a huge amount about that but spleen and lungs and things so I'm on a series of treatments there that is just helping me to just get back in balance one thing that really made a, a big difference to opening up completely with myself, this honesty about, I don't feel okay. I don't feel okay. I have felt that previously, maybe not to this kind of level, but I've kind of just been strong. Just get in there. That's my, my MO. My go-to is just, yeah, yeah, just get in, deal with it and you'll be fine. This, I didn't feel like I was going to be fine. So I went to my beautiful coach and gorgeous girlfriend, Susie Joseph. Susie, if you're listening, love you to pieces. And just opened up, just opened up. And when I said those words, I don't feel okay. Oh, my gosh. And you can even hear it in my voice now the emotion with it, it was this release that it was like the floodgates opened up, the emotional floodgates opened up. And I, when I said those words aloud and I said, I don't feel okay, it, it released a lot, but it also fucking, I was just like, oh my God, what does that mean? Am I really going to have this breakdown? But there was interesting to even just reflect on it now and this is real-time stuff like I'm working through this at the moment as well so those words even as I say them now I don't feel okay I, I do feel okay now but reflecting on when I said those words that I don't feel okay it came from it came from a really deep 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 part of me and if if anybody here is not feeling okay, having that place, even just the admitting that to yourself is the first part, or I don't know if it's the first part, it's part of the healing. 
but admitting it out loud and having that safe place. I mean, I have, Susie's my go-to coach, friend, confidant, you know, so many, so many things to me, but it was that safe place. I didn't, I didn't want any, Susie knew exactly I didn't need strategies. I didn't need somebody to say, oh, you'll be fine. You know, you always get out of a funk. You know what to do. I just need somebody to hold space for me and for me to come up with my own process around it. And it was a garbly, (laughs) oh, my God, it was a garbly process, but it was such a, so, so I guess the thing about admitting to myself and somebody else witnessing that as well to say, I'm not, a, I don't feel okay. And then that opened up, you know, conversations with the, you know, the family and just kind of going, yeah, I'm actually feeling really weird at the moment. It's different. Just need to, need you to be there, need you to be aware of it as well. I gave, I rested. I, for those of you who know me, rest is not I, I have peaceful night's sleep, absolutely. I'm not good at really, really resting though. So I gave my position, myself permission to rest and to take the pressure off myself. There's so many things. Like there were emails coming into my inbox and I'm normally really responsive, like really super responsive. And there were emails there that I just went, you know what? They can wait. They can wait and they have waited and the people have been, you know, God, they've been completely fine with it. It's my pressure that I've put on myself. I gave myself permission just to do nothing, just to hang and do nothing. I got out in nature. I meditated. I relaxed. And after this really solid period of reflection, and I would say turbocharged self-care, you know, it was not the usual have a mani-pedi, go get a new do and you know, catch up with a coffee for a girlfriend. This is this was next level self-care, which was very cool. That led me up to the week, this time last week, where I had, I've been studying spiritual psychology for the past two years. And last week was our four-day final practicum. So it was kind of like bringing everything together. It was a reflection piece, a kind of an assessment piece as well, but it was kind of, it was the whole two years crammed into one, four days, and it was intense. I knew it was going to be intense anyway. It's through an American university, the University of Santa Monica, and I'm in Australia, the time zone difference. So I've been getting up at 2 a.m. once a month for a full weekend, once a month for the past two years to study and it's a 10 hour day and it's online and it's just that physicality of it is been draining. The content has taken us. Oh my God. Oh my God. If anybody wants to find out about it, it has been just so amazing to get tools and resources around just helping me in my own personal growth and development, but I can incorporate into my my coaching and my programs, it's just take, it's taken me to a whole different level and it's taken my coaching to a whole different level as well. So anyway, back to, to this. So this, I was ready for this really intense four day practicum and it was just nothing short of profound. And everything that had been bottling up in me, 
in the maybe couple of weeks leading up to this practicum, I can now see the timing of everything, that it was coming to a surface so I could work with it during this practicum and just really, really go deep and just heal from it. And hopefully my intention was to actually bring a lot of this stuff to completion. I'd identified what was going on and through the practicum to be able to bring a lot of it to completion. And do you know what? It was no doubt one of the most powerful experiences that I've had, just a transformative experience that I've encountered in a really long time. And I've done a lot of work on myself and through my studies and my coaching and been exposed to a lot of stuff. So I've had some really profound experiences, but this just was next level, mind blowing, transformational stuff. And, you know, the stuff coming to a surface has just been a necessary step on my healing journey and helping me to move forward. So I can look back and see that that feeling of the Jenga tower in the last couple of weeks, and I've never used that Jenga Tower analogy. I've never felt like everything was going to come crashing down on me. It kind of, as I've said, it was feeling different this time. And so, you know, it was that impending collapse. <laughs> but it has brought just an unexpectedly wonderful experience where I've got to dismantle that fragile scaffolding and rebuild my tower in a way that is just so much stronger. And it's been a a chance to just heal and grow grow in ways that I really haven't imagined possible. So it's bringing me where I am today, and it's in a completely different place to where I was even at the beginning of this. So the next step, I guess, for me, so that's kind of just what's been going on, some of the strategies around how I've how I've been working through that and I guess some of the outcomes or some of the changes and the the transformation that's happening is and and through that massive action like I took massive action I've taken massive action with this the the feelings were intense so I kind of threw everything that I had at it because I knew that that's what it that's what it needed so through a range of those healing practices and that holistic approach that I use and combining, you know, all the tools that I have at my disposal. And that's from reaching out to others. Like I don't go through, I can't go through this all on my own. So I reach out to others and I have my team of people that I reach out to. So I reach out to them and I also have my resources that I use myself. So that's my kind of uh, approach. And it was about being really, really honest and raw and vulnerable and allowing myself to go, what the fuck's going on? And I am absolutely amazed by how much peace, ease and flow has come back into my life in such a short time. You know, the practicum was a week ago. I was had consultations with, you know, that acupuncture, um, massage, energy healer. So that was kind of like the week or so leading up. So that's only like two weeks ago, in all honesty. And I'm absolutely amazed at how much peace I have in my mind 
the Jeng- that Jenga tower that once seemed really fragile and ready to topple feels really sturdy, like really sturdy now. And I've moved from feeling fragile and unstable and on that brink of collapse, burnout. We hear a lot of women saying, you know, burnout, they're doing so much. I was on the brink of that. And, you know, now I've just finding reconnected with that beautiful inner strength and serenity. Oh, my God, that feels so good. The serenity, my mind from moving from that worry and overthinking and sense of dread to being peaceful and calm and relaxed is really, and I don't want to undervalue miracles, but it's been, it's been huge, 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 huge. And the transformation has really been remarkable. And it really brings home the truth to me that we all have the resources within us to create profound and meaningful change and in a short period of time as well. So if you are feeling this, any of what I've related to or anything, you can actually move through it quickly if you're prepared to put the work in and to to do stuff. So I went really deep to explore what was going on. And I was robustly honest about how I was feeling. And as I said, by admitting how I was feeling, that then helped me to open the floodgates. And I really, I truly listened to myself. So some of the shifts that I've uh, I've made is I was able to surrender and accept what's been happening. And for me, surrendering has always been like, how do you do surrendering? Like, how do you do surrendering? But I got to a place where I just went, I need to just accept what is happening here. I can't, I I can't control this, the controlling of it. It was, I also got this other vision coming forward for me. Like whenever I move, we've we've got old fashioned sprinkler at our house. Um, And when the sprinkler's going, instead of me going, turning the hose off and moving it, I just bend the hose and I kink the hose and that stops the flow of water. Then I put the sprinkler in the new spot and then unblock the flow and it flows beautiful. So what a a very strong vision for me was that I've been blocking my flow. I've been putting so much pressure on myself about so many things that I've really, it's like folding the hose. I've been blocking the pressure. So I just, you know, released that pressure for me. That was, that's the surrendering, the letting go. And that led me to uncover some key limitations that have been buried deep in my subconscious. A lot of the limitations I've been aware of, but through some of the practices, especially that we we went through at the practicum, it allowed me just to uncover some of these limitations that have been buried I reckon for lifetimes, not even just this lifetime, but for lifetimes. And so through some very, very cool techniques, which are probably just too involved for me to, to talk to you about here. And it's not even just one particular thing, but through a series of very, very, very cool techniques, I was able to release that grip that all those limitations that have been having on me. And it feels so good. Oh my God. It just feels so good. I've let go of so much self judgment and that 
inner voice, that inner critic of not being enough around things. And one of, one of those very strong limitations that's been running through my lineage, my lifetime and lots of, lots of lifetimes, I think previously has been fear. And it's been able to have just released some of that fear around things that, and it's just unsubstantiated fear. It's, I remember my rowing coach, I can't remember if I've shared this with you before or not, but my rowing coach said to me many years ago when I was learning to row in a single, and I'd had all these, you know, experiences of falling out of boats and hurting myself and, you know, humiliation, blah, blah, blah. He said, Catherine, what are you actually frightened of? He said, you can swim. We're in a safe area. If anything happens, I've got you. He said, what are you actually frightened of? And I said, I'm actually frightened of being frightened. And it was just this fear running through. And it was kind of like, oh, that's interesting. That's really interesting. So anyway, surrendered to the stuff, went through some really cool techniques. And oh, my gosh, there was one in particular. This blew my mind like blew my complete mind it was one of the processes we used and I was just sharing about how I was feeling and I got really dizzy in my head as though I was almost going to almost faint I got dizzy in my head and I felt my brain shifting in my head and it was recalibrating it actually did physical it was a visceral feeling that I got where my brain and my neurology was was recalibrating and it was interesting that the the woman that was facilitating that process happened to be a neurobiologist which is interesting in itself and we have since chatted and she has talked about you know some of the the responses that I had after mum passing away are actually have been patterns through life. We're talking about some of my neural responses and just she's given me some very cool techniques to help to reestablish some of those neural pathways. So that, that absolutely excites me. But anyway, my mind went, it's almost like all the busyness and the, the overthinking and the, stress that I held in my head just melted away it just melted and my mind went clear it went clear it went quiet it went peaceful and oh my god it felt absolutely amazing and it continues to feel amazing I can't even get into that busyness in my mind state that I had before because I've been able to clear all of that out, which has just, oh my God, so very, very cool. Very, I don't know if you can hear that in my voice, but so, so cool. And there's a whole range of other things that I've been able to, to shift. I've really reconnected back with my authentic self. I've got back on, I think what was happening is, you know, I was getting a little bit taken off my path and, you know, detours. And so I've been able to just get really back in alignment with my authentic self. 
And, you know, why am I sharing all of this with you? I'm passionate. I am absolutely passionate about helping others to live their best lives. And I wanted to share my story that it's not always full of rainbows and sparkles and glitter, even though um, I really like (laughs) that part, but it's not always about that, that we all go through wobbly times and sometimes really dark times, you know, myself included. And through sharing what I'm going through right now in this present real time moment, I want people who are facing, you know, something similar or, you know, can relate to any of this or if they feel that they're stuck in any ickiness, if they've ever felt that they've been stuck in ickiness, to know that things can change and they can change really quickly and really profoundly. So if you're making big changes or you want to make sure that your Jenga tower doesn't crumble and you want to be able to have your Jenga tower stand really strong, you know, you you can actually have that. And I would really encourage you to pay attention to if anything just feels different in your life about what's going on, to explore what that could be and to either work through it yourself. Like I have, if 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 any of the listeners, I know a number of the, a lot of the listeners are members of the Happiness Lounge, but I share a lot of resources in my membership club, the Happiness Lounge, that are tools. Um, I'm all about helping other people with really practical tools. So there's a whole range of things in the membership lounge that you can access that can help you through here. I've got a beautiful free resource, uh, five tips for being the fabulous confident woman that you were born to be there's really practical information there that can help you to navigate through changes as well and it's not always about you know oh my life shit it's about life's good I want it to be even better so there's resources there and it's also about seeing if you can work through it on your own but quite often you need somebody else to help you through the process I've got my team of I've got my healing my transformation team I would love to be part of yours I would love it if you have anything that even if you want to catch up for a cuppa and just talk about how you know or if I might be able to help you I would absolutely from the bottom bottom of my heart because there is so much clearness and love and just and oodles of really cool resources oh my god so oh fuck blow my mind techniques, blow my, well, cleared my mind techniques, but blow my mind techniques. So I would love to be part of your transformation team, your healing team. But even if there's just one thing out of listening to what I've shared, that we don't have to be these super women that have got our shit together all the time, because that's just not real. That is just not real. It's how can we certainly move forward with life and move to the next level but it's the dance of life and if you are recognizing anything that's wobbly in your life do something about it don't don't let it be the niggly little sign that you don't pay attention to because it possibly will end up being something much more severe so anyway 
probably a bit rambly, probably a bit long, but that's where I'm coming from, from the bottom of my heart. And I feel freaking amazing, freaking amazing. And I would love you too. So hugs and big, big happiness. I'll see you. Bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. You can spread the love by sharing it with a friend so she can have a little bit of what we had today. And don't forget to rate and review so we can get it into as many hearts and ears as possible. You can keep the conversation going on my Happiness Hive socials. And if you'd like some more high vibe happiness in your life, come and join me in our community of inspired and motivated women at the Happiness Lounge. This is my online membership club and your central hub for everything you will need to be truly happy and bounce out of bed every day living and loving your best and most beautiful life. To find out more, pop over to the Happiness Hive website and click on the link working with Catherine. Until next time, big hugs and happiness.